The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It's so great having you with us today. I'm your host, Nalinia Varinas, and you are listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and visit my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. With us today to talk about fresh water for the world is our distinguished guest, J.T. Waring. I'm very excited to introduce him to you. J.T. Waring is a sixth-generation Indiana native, and he has been a California Rotarian for 42 years. He's currently of the Rotary Club of Los Angeles. He holds an A.B. and M.B.A. degrees from Indiana University. In his career, pre-retirement, he was a Midwest newspaper editor, corporate staff on a Midwestern manufacturer, and then briefly in public accounting with a major firm before becoming an original founding equity partner of Corn Ferry International. He served the first decade in that firm's now 46-year history, ultimately as vice president. In years subsequent, Corn Ferry has become the largest retained executive search consulting firm in the world whose stock is publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. JT continued onward to found and had two smaller successful consultancies bearing his name, Waring & Associates, conducting retained research assignments for large insurance and financial services clients in the U.S., then Waring International Advisory Services Limited which did general and research consulting for very large international financial companies. He is a parent and grandfather and active in his Orange County-based Shepherd's Grove Community Church. In Rotary, he led a team 11 years ago, which filmed on-site and produced a video documentary for Rotary called Aftermath of a Tsunami in the wake of the biblical stale disaster which befell a dozen countries of East and South Asia on December 26, 2004. While visiting Myanmar or Burma, then a very closed military dictatorship, he met a locally famous medical doctor and founded an alliance on behalf of Rotary. This doctor had created an entity called Myanmar Compassion Project, which now provides medical and dental care for kids in more than 200 Myanmar orphanages. This is still a third world country which has absolutely no safety net for widows and orphans, and all care for them is strictly through voluntary efforts. 
Consulting with the doctors of this group, JD commissioned a bespoke design on behalf of Rotary, which installs a complete water management system atop an existing tube well at an orphanage or monastery or nunnery site, which will meet all the location's needs for water on demand, for cooking, drinking, bathing, and laundry, and in many cases, sustenance crop irrigation. The beauty of this remarkably simple system is that it is designed to last 50 to 60 years. All components are locally sourced and locally terrain adaptable, almost unbreakable and simple to maintain, and still for a precise cost of only $9,000 U.S. all in. To date, JT's team has constructed 42 of these systems with six more set to be built in this year. At the friend of um, a friend and also Nobel Peace Prize and Congressional Gold Medal awardee, Madam Aung San Suu Kyi's direct request to JT, they are now building similar systems for entire villages, largely in the Myanmar Delta region which was so devastated by another major disaster in 2008, Cyclone Nargis. This latter claimed 142,000 lives in Myanmar alone in a 22-and-a-half-hour period. Due to the attention of his water work in Myanmar, um, it attracted Rotary. A $100,000 grant was made by the Rotary Foundation to the project in 2010. Then, in 2011, JT was asked by the first of three successive Rotary International Presidents to take on the appointment of Chief Representative of the organization to Myanmar. His charge was to secure government authorization for Rotary as a membership organization in Myanmar. In 2013, he secured this permission, making Rotary the first and still only volunteer service club organization existing in Myanmar. The Rotary Club of Yangon, which JT was instrumental in, establishment, in establishing, now has about 65 members. It is growing rapidly and already is engaged in high-profile national service. JT has received Rotary's highest member service award, Service Above Self. He's a major donor to the Rotary Foundation and has made a six-diamond commitment to its Foundation Bequest Society. Welcome, welcome, JT. We are so pleased to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Why, good morning, and thank you, Nalinia. Yes, you're very welcome. Yes, so... um, the latest project that you had taken on, uh, on request from Madame Aung San Suu Kyi, um, very impressive, of course, but also very much needed. Can you explain the need for water in Myanmar and how you became involved in it? Many people ask the logic- logical question, why is it that in a country known to be in the tropics where there is intense rainfall part of the year, why do we need water systems and wells at all? And the answer is that in, in such climates, uh, the, the uh, rainfall is not consistent or balanced throughout the year. It's intense during a two- or three-month period, followed by many months of drought when the, the soil can actually crack and, uh, and uh, there is a need for water. So tube wells are needed throughout the country in order to provide water on a balanced basis for people's needs year-round. 
Okay, that's that's that is quite something. We don't um, quite understand that the water can be so ir- irregular, very very fickle, and the the involvement. So there's a there's a mortality that's associated with not having fresh water. Can you uh, explain to us um, the situation there? Well, I'm, I'm not deeply conversant, except I've seen the same UNESCO statistics that I'm sure you and many of your listeners have, and that is that the, the leading cause of death of children worldwide between the ages of zero and five is the consequences of bad water. Yes, uh-huh. so every 21 seconds a child dies from water-related illness. And um, about 1.8 million people die every year from diarrheal-based illnesses, which I'm um, – you were kind enough to give me the URL or website address for the MyanmarWater.org um, project. And, and that's a statistic that's staggering. It just um, brings home the importance of having fresh water, especially for vulnerable young children. Our system actually provides for two fundamental related needs regarding water. The first, of course, is for what we call water on demand, which means that year-round on a stable basis it can be obtained from the tube well, whether it's water dry, uh, the tube well being sunk deep into the into the earth and drawing groundwater up to the surface. The other is that that component of the water which our systems uh, produce from the ground that is to be used specifically for cooking and uh, and drinking, which is typically about 15 to 18 percent by volume of the water that that our systems extract from the earth, uh, is run through very simple, typically four bottle uh, uh, purifying process that makes it potable and drinkable. Now you weren't trained in this at all. I um, no, I'm it doesn't seem variety, <laughs> a B M B A type as your as your intro said. I had to learn a good bit. We've had the we've had the benefit of some very very smart advisors along the way, of course. And since we work with doctors, they're pretty assiduous about uh, making sure that the water quality that people drink uh, is uh, is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Great. So, what did you have to do to to become conversant in in um, being able to provide water systems? In communities, I think you're asking two questions. Nolania, first is how did we come about doing this, and then the other is how did we learn to do it, and that is yes. definitely sequential. Uh, Thank you. Stop if, <laughs> if you wanted to clarify your question, or I'll go on as you as Please. you choose. Mm-hmm. Please. Well, in the first place, uh, as uh, as I happened to visit Myanmar or Burma, as it still is officially known in the U.S., uh, in late March of 2005, following our filming of the aftermath of the tsunami documentary for Rotary on the uh, post-tsunami disaster, I happened by coincidence, if you want to call it that, to meet this famous doctor, S.D. Kamshindal, who had been a senior professor in uh, the National Medical University, as well as a recognized expert on public health. And he and his wife who was a registered nurse, had started this incredible little charity out of their back pocket, which they called the Anma Compassion Project, mm-hmm. Whose, mm-hmm. whose mission was to provide particularly medical and dental services, of course, at no cost, 
to the mm-hmm. children in a in a, a largely unseen network of orphanages. Again, you have to remember that in contrast to the United States, Myanmar mm-hmm. is a third world country with mm-hmm. no safety net, uh, no such thing as the Department of Children's Services, etc. And therefore, there is is no publicly funded support for these kids whatsoever. The orphanage directors have to generate their their funding for everything, including 100-pound bags of rice on their own. That doesn't leave a whole lot of room for doctors and dentists. So Dr. Kamshendal, being, of course, a celebrated member of the medical community, was able to actually... Mm-hmm. Call in do bills from some of his former students in the medical school and uh, and uh, their friends dentists in order to get them to donate their services to help the kids with their health needs and they they did this initially with about four five or six maybe seven small orphanages just as a uh, this is what we can do back pocket but it, but the idea was itself so compelling and infectious that by the time I met them four years after they had started this, they mm-hmm. already were serving 144 orphanages, and now the number is over 200 <clears throat> because of um. donated funds that have come from particularly the Christian communities in Singapore, mm-hmm. the U.S., mm-hmm. and Europe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fascinating. And, so that's um, very fascinating. Go ahead. When we when we said what can we as Rotary do, you know, Rotary are long term players. We don't just do a quick hit and go. We we mm-hmm. want to do something that is viable over over time. And the doctors, being doctors, took their time to to deliberate this and come back to us with the request, please, for water management systems for some of the orphanages. And uh, then once we said okay, we'll do that, then began literally from ground zero the learning curve. On how to do it. My goodness. All right. Well, let's uh, expand on that a little bit more. We're going to be taking a short break. You are listening to Your Why, and I am your host, Nolina Varinas. Stay with us. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. In the last segment, J.T. Waring was talking about um, his water, the water project that he's involved in. But also, though, I want to understand how the uh, precursors to J.T. becoming a person of service. So, J.T., um, would you please tell us, is, is, was there events in your life that were pivotal in your becoming a person who was dedicated toward helping others? Really, Nalinia, no single event, but rather, as we discussed earlier, a very strong family heritage. Uh, I grew up, as you already know, in, in Bloomington, Indiana, which is an academic community uh, in the Midwest, a rather unique place of about now 100,000 people, about 25,000 when I was growing up. But my parents and my grandparents were all very deeply involved in public service, uh, both in the Christian realm and in the secular realm. My father was Chamber of Commerce and was chapter advisor for our college fraternity. My mother was uh, vice president of the local hospital board, etc. My grandmother on my mother's side in particular, similar things. And particularly at my grandmother's knee, I literally uh, had pounded into my head from a very <laughs> early age that, that mm-hmm. wonderful mantra, unto whom is much, unto whom much much is given, of whom shall much be expected. And uh, with, with that kind of a family example, I really didn't have much choice. <laughs> so you, you tried it off on your own. So what was the first um, service organization or the first service project that you became involved with? This was by no means the first. Uh, there have been mm-hmm. a sequence of things from founding a bi-county chamber of commerce when I was a newspaper editor back in Indiana to uh, creating a youth charity that we served for 34 years in a very, very low-income area of Los Angeles County mm-hmm. uh, up until 2010 when the uh, recession got us, like it did many other small agencies, various boards here and there, uh, including president of a Boys and Girls Club, just a whole lifetime sequence, really, of, uh, of events uh, spanning both my professional career and the years since when I retired from that. Mm-hmm. And what prompted you to initiate? These are all organizations that didn't exist until you decided to take the reins. Well, Rotary, of course, uh, <clears throat> is has been a recurring theme. Uh, in in uh, in my youth, Rotary was extremely predominant uh, throughout the United States among all the local mm-hmm. leadership community in whatever city or town you might drop into. And uh, mm-hmm. so I always knew from really childhood on that eventually I would be a Rotarian, uh, and I have been one for I'm. I'm thrilled to say, for 42 years, I've said to many people in, in, in the many speeches I give that I literally wake up in the morning saying, thank you, God, that I get to be a Rotarian, because this organization stands for so much that is of, of true enduring value. The, the service above self is the dominant mantra of the organization, and that says it all as to what we're about, and I'm just thrilled to get to be a part of it. <laughs> I understand. Yes, very much so. Appreciate everything you're doing. And and Rotary, um, we were talking a little bit about how the way it existed back in the 1950s and 60s. Would you explain um, to our audience how it was back then for Rotary? Oh. 
First, you have to look at the fact that it has the longest history of any such organization, founded in 1905 mm-hmm. by a Chicago lawyer. And uh, so by the time I was in my growing up years in the 1950s, uh, Rotary was already a very dominant force in North America and had expanded to many other countries. The first international meeting was in 1918, in fact, and now we are in 222 countries, uh, of which I am proud to have been responsible for one of them, and that was uh, was getting us into Myanmar. And uh, mm-hmm. so there are 1.3 million members and 34,000 clubs worldwide, and that gives us a footprint. Uh, wherever you go, you can find a Rotarian and talk about doing a project. Mm-hmm. How did you become involved? Was there a, one person who invited you and... Oh, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was real easy. I was kind mm-hmm. of waiting for the opportunity uh, when I might reach enough critical mass in my own life to be invited, because you do have to be invited into membership. And, and the same week, literally, that I was elected to the vice presidency of Corn Ferry, which was in 1974, the Century City Rotary Club reached out and invited me to join. And, of course, without hesitation, I accepted. <laughs> Wonderful. So, and... Um... So you became a Rotarian, and then you became involved with uh, international work immediately? Well, not immediately, no. I, I was kind of what I call a street Rotarian. I, I paid my dues. I went to meetings. I occasionally got involved in, a, in, a, in, a, in one or another local project. It was not until... Uh, a very distinguished past president, Vichai uh, Radekun of Thailand, who had been deputy foreign minister, I'm sorry, the foreign minister and deputy prime minister of that country, and, uh, and another, uh, another then director of Rotary, Dr. Mike Abdallah, got on either side of me 11 years ago and said, listen, uh, <clears throat> you're doing some, some, uh, some good things and we would like you to uh, uh, lead a team to do a documentary following the, uh, the tsunami, which had occurred just a matter of weeks before that meeting. In, uh, on Boxing Day of 2004, and I first said, what, who, me, and then I caught the idea, and so assembled a team, and we went and did that, and that led, of course, to my being in, in Burma or Myanmar and seeing the meeting the doctors, and one thing led to another, to another, to another, as is mm-hmm. often the case in life. I've only been a really high-profile, actively contributing service Rotarian for about 11 years. <laughs> Fantastic. The um, the tsunami in in uh, Southeast Asia, of course, uh, affected all of us around the globe. It, it was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that? The you're going and making a documentary about it, so that the rest of the world could understand what went on. It was probably the starkest experience uh, of my uh, of my long lifetime. Of, of landing, and of course, at that time, it actually took some some uh, diplomatic securances, particularly in uh, in Sri Lanka and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Indonesia, to go mm-hmm. to the ground zero locations. But it was like, uh, particularly the worst hit area of uh, of uh, Banda Aceh, northern Sumatra, in Indonesia, mm-hmm. it was like landing on the moon. Uh, everything had been de- devastated, uh, and and seeing uh, the people's attempt to cope 
with the aftermath of, a, of an absolutely unforeseeable sudden disaster, mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. Phuket, Thailand, uh, seeing the, the devastation which had been wreaked there. Uh, I, I shall never have an experience like that, and I rather hope I never do again, yes. of seeing the sheer magnitude of that damage. The, the, the event mm-hmm. itself claimed 272,000 documented lives mm-hmm. in eight countries, and, uh, and that's probably understated. And, of course, the property damage was into the trillions. It was just unbelievable uh and uh, uh it, it was an incredible event it just just incredible my goodness is um is that documentary available for public viewing anywhere uh it certainly could be uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's called aftermath of a tsunami uh we have copies of it and uh, and uh, if anyway it's a historic it's an historic document of course today because mm-hmm. most of these areas have uh, have been restored to uh, mm-hmm. s- some semblance of what they were before mm-hmm. uh painfully and expensively yes of course uh, if uh, uh if, if you or anyone wants to contact me we could see about making copies of it available okay fantastic i i might like to request one for myself and also also to distribute so that people can become aware if you don't yeah, that would be very generous no restrictions on it use we own it so you can have it okay thank you very much appreciate that uh, so have you been back um it's been 11 years now and you allude to how the rebuild has has, has been underway. that you would ask that, Linda. Yeah, mm-hmm. Very interesting mm-hmm. that you would. Of course, in, in Thailand, yes, because I'm in and out of Thailand quite regularly. Um, I've, our current president of Rotary International is an incredible man named K.R. Ravindran, who is from Sri Lanka. And uh, he and I first became friends, in fact, after I had filmed uh, on the east coast of Sri, Sri Lanka, which caught the westbound wave from the tsunami affecting uh, areas in that coast. And I I've, I've, I've intend to have a conversation with him after his very busy presidential year is over about coming back, particularly to Sri Lanka, uh, to see uh, how the, the, the seacoast villages have been rebuilt since that time. In terms of Banda Aceh, Indonesia, I understand there has been total rebuilding building, although I have not been back there since that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure they've been quite busy, and uh, hopefully people have been able to recover. It's also and hard to get to. Yes, very difficult. Uh, and All right, so you you've, um, were able to produce this documentary, and, and it obviously affected you. And can you talk a little bit more about how the role that you saw that you were playing as you're putting this documentary together? Well, at that time, uh, because we were in only weeks after it occurred, the only people who had been in there ahead of us uh, were, the, of course, the, the big global uh, uh, television networks, who did an excellent job, by the way, of, uh, of, of getting bits and pieces. I think what may have been singular about our admittedly semi-professional uh, uh, product, although it was uh, it was post produced by a brilliant young lady who was was graduating from the Brooks Institute uh, of, of Cinematography out here in Ventura, California. Um, mm-hmm. It is it was the first that I saw of a product that had been generated in multiple countries on one 15-minute documentary of what mm-hmm. had happened in the tsunami. And, and as, mm-hmm. as such, we are a little bit proud of that because it does give a, a very stark overview. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Stay with us. We'll be talking some more with J.T. Waring. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Breakthrough SEO Marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and, of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today, and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited-time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310 310- Six five zero zero seven two five. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to Nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. In the last segment, we were talking with J.T. Waring about the tsunami in Indonesia and how he was able to produce a, a video, a documentary of it shortly after its occurrence. So, JT, um, there there were some other impacts that happened out of your filming and documenting the horrific... Can you talk to us about some of the other effects that creating that documentary had on you and, and the direction your life took afterwards? The principal one, of course, was the fact that it led to our fortuitously, if you want to call it that, having an occasion to visit Myanmar. And that literally arose because one of the members of the team said, hey, you've been to Burma, haven't you? Could we run over from Bangkok uh, for a few days? And in those couple of days over there, we met this doctor uh, who became our, our, our literally rotaries and my co-partner in developing the water management project 11 years ago. So mm-hmm. that's principally the effect that it had. I had traveled East and Southeast Asia extensively for some of our major corporate clients back in the in the 80s and 90s. So I knew the landscape and loved that part of the world already anyway. And mm-hmm. so it was a very natural uh, 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 
sequence uh, for me to become active in, in Myanmar, having no idea, of course, that mm-hmm. uh, the result of that fortuitous trip would be that I would wind up ultimately spending half of my time there for several mm-hmm. years, uh, between about 19, uh, uh, I'm sorry, between about 2011 and 2014, taking on the additional assignment, which we have not discussed yet, of my uh, of my having the uh, chief diplomatic representative role to get Rotary into Myanmar, which we were not before. The uh, military government absolutely did not want organizations like ours, and as a result, there were none there until mm-hmm. we kept beating on the door and they finally let us in. <laughs> so that took quite a bit of perseverance. Well, what served us was the project. Uh, Mm-hmm. And I got I've got to uh, do a little bit of reproof here to a too common American trait of of coming into some of these countries and beating our mm-hmm. breasts about what all we're going to do, mm-hmm. and then a year later we've not been heard from since. And uh, uh, the the Myanmar were quite sensitive to this, and and uh, they saw that our project on a low low key small scale just kept uh, um, um, like that pink money beating its drum and going on year after year. Mm-hmm. And they told us the government told us that the fact that we had persevered, that we had done what we said we would do, gave Rotary credibility Mm -hmm. in their eyes, such as they were willing to entertain our request to come into the country and organize a Rotary club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fantastic. And we got that permission in 2013, and we chartered Mm -hmm. the club in 2014. And as you noted earlier, there are about 65 members in the the Rotary Mm -hmm. Club of Yangon, and it's doing some pretty major service in that country already. Oh, fantastic! Uh, what? And um, if if you if you would please, I know uh, your friendship with Madam Aung San Suu Kyi has been also a, a formative relationship. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with her? Well, number one, uh, bar none, this is the most incredible lady in the entire world. Uh, she, of course, received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1991, as you know. Uh, her courage, the dues that she has paid for her country are just almost beyond belief. And uh, I was honored via a mutual friend to be introduced to her, I guess, four or five years ago. We've had several meetings since that time. Um, and I was not only, of course, awed, as, as anyone would be, uh, simply to be in her presence Mm-hmm. But also, I was amazed at how deeply much I liked her. She is a very warm and very responsive, uh, and a very caring individual. And uh, mm-hmm. it is a thrill to me, uh, as a person closely associated with that country, to be literally ringside witnessing what is occurring in Myanmar today with the election of her National mm-hmm. League for Democracy Party, on mm-hmm. November the 8th, with their taking an 80% plurality of the entire popular vote. That's amazing. Uh, and there's, there were more than two other parties, which means that she is basically, with some restrictions, of course, because the military government still is in power, mm-hmm. to an, an extent, they have the guns in the tanks. But mm-hmm. she has seized Parliament, <laughs> and Parliament was seated Monday morning, February mm-hmm. oh. the 1st, with her 80% people. They mm-hmm. will, in the next two months, elect three vice presidents, which is the way their system works. There's no direct Mm -hmm. election in Myanmar. And one of those will be the next, for five years, president of the Union of the Republic of Myanmar. I stated Mm -hmm. that wrong. The Republic of the Union of Myanmar. She will choose, Nalinia, all three, because she controls the parliament. This is tremendously exciting. 
That is tremendously exciting. It's a pivotal for the history. Of I can't Myanmar. wait to go back and see what mm-hmm. changes are, are, are there when we get to, when we get there in three weeks because they're going to be visible. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as a major proponent of the project that you're undertaking, uh, that can that can be <laughs> pretty pretty comforting, pretty in, re, exciting, and reinforcing. I imagine. We are trying to work plans now, Nalinia, to hugely mm-hmm. expand the project. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. kind of perfecting and testing at a rate of about six uh, six bills per year, but there mm-hmm. are already discussions going on within Rotary to expand it markedly, among mm-hmm. other reasons, because Dosu Chi herself asked us if we could spearhead building a lot more, and I asked her once, uh, how many more do you think we need? And she said, oh, I could document at least 20,000 villages that need these, and I said, gulp. And she said, oh, I don't expect you to do all of them, but if Rotary, <laughs> she knows us well, as an organ- if Rotary could spearhead this, uh, it, could, uh, it could cause other support to, to galvanize to get those built. Mm-hmm. So that's, wow. uh, if that's if I am delivering a commercial to your audience today, it is yes. We sure could use help doing that uh, because mm-hmm. if if we do expand it, we'll start doing that in 2017. Mm-hmm. And this could be a model for other countries that are in need too. I, sure uh, I'm, has uh, has has the projects in Myanmar also been um, noticed by other countries that are in need in a similar way? Of course, in every country you go to, there is some kind of water project being done by somebody. It's almost the, mm-hmm. the, the lingua franca of charitable projects because the need is so great. Most notably mm-hmm. in the African uh, African continent, of course, uh, we have been among the more rare ones in Southeast Asia, although there are a great many such projects going on in India at the present mm-hmm. time as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Where do you, where do you see, um, well, there are 20,000... Water projects, um, she said. <laughs> well, this is this is what uh, what Dosser Chi said to me in, in, in uh, oh, <laughs> accompanying the request. Uh, and uh, you know, when you look at the Central Valley of uh, of, uh, of uh, Myanmar, uh, and by the way, a parenthetic comment that's very interesting: Myanmar has a population mm-hmm. of about fifty-five million, but actually, the second largest land mass in area in Southeast Asia after only Indonesia. So it's huge. Mm-hmm. And the, the Central Valley uh, is is low and dry, and there is a particular need uh, to be able to access water uh, uh, there during those eight months of the year, nine months of the year when it isn't raining. Oh, that puts the water need in perspective. I had, I didn't know that there were fifty five million people in in Myanmar. Oh, that's so, smaller yes. than either Thailand or Vietnam, but they have a whole lot more land. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Is uh, what what uh, back to Madame Aung San Suu Kyi's, Kyi's um, platform and her the changes that are happening within her own country that she now can is an enabler for. Besides water, are there other projects that um, you see that Rotary might be able to become involved with? That's a little hard for me to assess because I've had to be horse blinker concentrated on what it is we do. Now, there there has been some terrible flooding damage uh, just mm-hmm. within this year, in fact, uh, up in the northern part of the country as a result of extraordinarily heavy monsoonal rains that fell 
in uh, about the beginning of July through August uh, mm-hmm. that cost many lives and huge property damage. And I know that our Rotary Club there responded in a major way to mobilize support because it's made up of some pretty influential members who are able to marshal such support. Uh, the, the needs in any third world country, world country, certainly including Myanmar, are almost unfathomable on mm-hmm. multiple, many, many fronts. Mm-hmm. Health expenditures, for example, per capita in Myanmar are either the third or fourth lowest in the world, depending on whose statistics you read. That's something that obviously urgently needs to be improved. Uh, and there's a whole universe of need just of its own, of which water is only one important subset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understood. Uh, is there a, Can you recap the work that you've done uh, so far now in Myanmar and where you think that it can go from here? Yes. We started off with uh, with uh, Christian orphanages because that was the, the clientele served by the doctors in mm-hmm. the Myanmar Compassion Project. And they are still our principal functional partner uh, mm-hmm. in service there. But we moved, since this is a country that is 90% Buddhist, we moved uh, after about the fifth year, we, we moved into the Buddhist community itself, mm-hmm. building water management systems for monasteries and the nunneries with mm-hmm. the uh, requirement that they be housing and, and nurturing orphan kids and educating them. Uh, and there are many, many, many of those, just mm-hmm. those categories alone in, in, uh, in Myanmar. And we have the list now. They, they have entrusted us with that. And then, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, uh, when Su Chi directly asked us in 2012 mm-hmm. to expand the, the franchise to villages, we did. Mm-hmm. And we have built mm-hmm. for several villages deep down in the Myanmar Delta, which were so hugely impacted by the Nargis cyclone, which we've not talked about yet, but that was a disaster mm-hmm. that befell just Myanmar in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, maybe you can enlighten us. Hey, it's time for us to take another short break. You're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nalina Marinas. Stay with us. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and Powerful Conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. 
Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalinia at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. And we are talking with J.T. Waring, who's graciously spent um, part of his busy day with us. There is a huge need in Myanmar um, in terms of bringing fresh water to the population. There are 55 million in a large, large land mass country. So, JT, would you, how can people help? One of the things that we have been told, Nalini, by experts is that our system, so simple uh, and designed to be, so that it was not difficult to maintain and and not too breakable, is also a great bargain at $9,000 per unit all in. Uh, That's a very low cost, apparently, uh, from what we've been told, for installing such a system. And we have had everybody from individual persons to individual rotary clubs to rotary districts uh, and coalitions of rotary clubs endow one of these because it is a very tangible, very visible, very high impact um, addition to an orphanage or a monastery or a village which is always inscribed with a large engraved marble plaque commemorating the donor uh, in, a, in a visible conspicuous place and they have the assurance that that system was designed to last 50 to 60 years and uh, therefore will be there for a while so uh, <clears throat> we encourage anyone who's interested in, in, in endowing uh, all or a part of one of these to uh, uh, let us know whether they're at the club level or the corporate level or uh, even an individual, of which there have been several, uh, mm-hmm. we, we would certainly encourage that kind of support as we prepare to expand the, the number and the geographic reach of the mm-hmm. water management system project. Mm-hmm. Is there an optimal time for this construction to happen, or can it be done yes. year-round? Because of the of the weather uh, in that country, the best time to build is in the spring when the when the rains have been gone for a while, mm-hmm. and therefore the soil is manageable and the rains have not recommenced yet. So we do most of our building. Ideal would be if we built from December uh, through about uh, March, because mm-hmm. of course of the fact that I have family and other responsibilities, we actually build from March into mid June, which does mm-hmm. still work, although the rain start uh, typically sometime uh, before the end of June. And mm-hmm. so that's the optimal building season is what we consider spring, what they consider summer. Mm-hmm. So if, if people wanted to donate uh, or raise funds for within a group, who do they contact? They, they could contact uh, me, of course. And, and uh, your email address or your phone number? Or how, how, is, how is it would be best? The email address is W-A-R-R-I-N-G-L-T-D mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Okay, very good. So your last name, LTD, at gmail.com. Correct. Very good. That's the best way. Okay, okay excellent. And any um, minimums or <laughs> maximums or 
How are, how are you willing to accept your donation? I, I, I can assure you with a great flourish, there is no maximum. Uh, <laughs> minimums, uh, uh, of course. The only thing I will say is that the, all contributions are not made, of course, to me, but to the Rotary Club of Los Angeles Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a 501c3. And that means every cent they donate to the project is fully deductible mm-hmm. by a very substantial, very old foundation. Okay, very good. So, so if they wanted to do if they wanted to go right straight to the check writing stage, it could be made out to the Rotary Club of Los Angeles Foundation and I would see to it that it got deposited by them and they got credited back uh mm-hmm. with the record of their contribution. Mm-hmm. So, so it would be fully tax deductible because it would be a five oh C three contribution. Okay. Absolutely. And all, all monies for the project actually flow mm-hmm. through that foundation by agreement with Rotary International because it's a, the club itself is more than 100 years old. And so mm-hmm. everything done is extremely, extremely according to the rules and, and, uh, and very solid. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so check credit cards uh, or... Yeah, only check either either of the above. I, I could set it up uh, with our with our club's uh, executive director if it was a credit card transaction. It could even be a wire transfer. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. So, but they first need to contact you. Best would be to send me an email stating their intentions, and then I can respond. Okay, very good. All righty, and um, second. And any final words that you'd like to say to our audience? Well, first, I would like to thank both you and Alenia and whoever is out there in that audience for taking the time, an hour of their day, to uh, listen to us and to, and to hear the story. And uh, okay. perhaps in the process, learn a little bit about one of the most interesting countries in the world today. Interesting because Myanmar is emerging from a very dark, very harsh half-century of military dictatorship into the beginnings of the light of democracy and a country with enormous resources of bright, uh, resilient uh, people, um, rich natural resources, a pivotal, and I mean politically as well as, uh, as, well as logistically, uh, uh, central location as it is in Southeast Asia. Uh, the potential is just untold. Uh, and Myanmar is going to emerge in, in history to come as a, a very significant country, which we're all proud to be associated with, I think. Okay, very good. Thank you. Very eloquently stated. And I, I appreciate your being on the show, sharing your experiences with us, and your thoughts, and, and the great work that you have undertaken. For me, every show is meaningful because people matter. And when individuals go out of their way to help someone else, I think we should take notice and learn. Thank you very much, JT, for sharing your very important work. And please keep me updated. And I look forward to receiving the documentary film that you you produced. Nalinia and your audience, thank you all so very much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you once again. All right. So please share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Tune in again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Until next time, be great. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nolina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.